One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to Loose Units, Loose Ends, our weekly spin-off podcast where to take a bit of a break from all the true crime nonsense, we talk about whatever we want. And as astute listeners will know, right now I'm across in Melbourne and dad is over in Notting Hill staying with my sister Anne. And uh, we have a very special guest on the show today. It's uh, Anne Verhoeven. Anne, say hello to everybody. Hi, everyone. So great to be here. And I have to ask, do you listen to Loose Units? I'm really putting you on the spot here. Oh, yeah. No, of course. Um, I have to say, though. <laughs> you don't have that... to say yes. <laughs> no, no, no. I definitely do. Um, but sometimes I, like the, the one recently with... Um... The Mutilator. Oh, my God. I had to switch off the first episode halfway through because it was just really upsetting. Oh, maybe not halfway. Um, I was just cooking dinner and I thought, you know what? I can't really hear about this kind of stuff while I'm cooking. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got to ask, um, and just, just very quickly before we get into the crime stuff, um, what's dad like as a housemate? Because obviously when Tegan and I stayed there a little while back over the Christmas break, whilst the, because um, dad and I selected a bunch of our favorite episodes from the Loose Units back catalog and played them over Christmas, during that time... I was over in Notting Hill staying at your place with Tegan and uh, you weren't there, but now it's you and dad crashing in the same apartment. Is it a bit like uh, living at home again at all? Um, a little bit. I, it's funny. I was, I was, I kind of didn't have time to prepare mentally for this trip because dad was pretty spontaneous with it. Um, he can yeah. tell you why, why he, uh, why he came over for work. But um, I think when he came, I just thought, you know, let's just embrace it. And um I've been busy with work. If I'm honest, I couldn't get much time off work. So um, it's been a little bit of juggling, but generally it's actually really great. I think we're both in a really good place in our lives. Where we're both pretty positive and happy. And um, I've got to tell you some of the moments though, um, you know, that have obviously that we've experienced uh, since Please. we got here. Please but, do. Yeah. Um, I mean, just a, like from my side, a couple of highlights, um, not really at home, but at work. Mm. Um, dad has made a few cameos, uh, at work, which has been hilarious. Uh, basically I, I work in an office in central London and I've got some colleagues in the office, but then most of my colleagues are actually in Berlin or in San Francisco. And so, uh, I have a lot of calls, like my, my day is pretty busy with, with calls, um, with zoom meetings of various projects with these colleagues. And basically one of the moments that was just hilarious was when dad just walked into a meeting room um, when I was on a call with my colleague, Stephen, and he just said, oh, hi there. Oh, hi. Nice to meet you. And just, just started to chat with, with Stephen. <laughs> it's comforting to know that it's, it's, it's like that everywhere. Uh, <laughs> Literally. Dad do, you, dad, do you remember this the same way? Or is this a kind of... Uh, oh, I actually thought Anne invited me, but 
but she was in a special like weird booth. They've got these sort of right. soundproof booths, and I, oh, it was actually weird. Actually, one thing Anne doesn't know is that I'd actually opened up a few other booths <laughs> because she, it's like sort of it's like translucent glass, and I was everyone sort of looked like Anne from behind this weird frosted glass. So much to the horror of some other people, uh-huh. they've just seen this psycho open the door and <laughs> stare at them. Oh, I've had a few weird moments in London. In fact, I haven't told Anne that yesterday I actually walked up to a girl in a coffee shop and said, Hi, Anne, because she was having coffee outside Anne's building and it wasn't Anne. And just weird, weird things happening. But Anne's given me a pass, haven't you, Anne, to your room? Yes, I, I have. And that was my other hilarious moment. Um, I gave Dad a pass, like an access pass to the building because I thought, you know, Dad's out and about um, going to museums. You know, I kind of have said, you know, while I'm busy, like, please go and amuse yourself in London. I thought dad would just use it maybe occasionally as a base, but no, I, you know, I'll come out of a meeting. There's dad sitting in the, in the communal area. Um, this, this one case I I was in, you know, in kind of the the actual office, we have like a, an office area with about 15 seats and, you know, three or four of my colleagues were in there that day. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we were all on calls, like pretty, pretty, not stressful, but like, you know, we're very, very busy at the moment. And, you know, dad just, waltzes in to the to the office with it with an espresso in hand and is like hi everyone and we're all just like Great. yeah it's funny oh god poor Anne. look it's paul you know what it's like to be with me on stage you, you i mean it must be one of those moments where you're thinking oh jesus what's he gonna say and i know i look at Anne and she's got this funny look on her face uh, i know she's thinking what the fuck are you going to say yeah i think i guess paul for the listeners i mean it's it's a very spontaneous trip. It's lovely to see Anne in London. She yep. lives in a most beautiful... I mean, you know, it's Notting Hill. It's, it's gorgeous. Yeah. It's, 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 I walk the streets of London in awe. Something really, I think, most unusual, and that is that we have seen not one, but two foxes in Anne's street. Extremely good luck. I, I just very think that's... Luck. One was at night time when we just arrived, and the other one was two days ago, we were actually on the phone to you, and this one actually stopped, looked back and stared at us. It was very, it's very, I don't know what to say. It's, it's, it does not happen in Sydney to the extent, I mean, twice in a week. But I really, really would like to let the listeners know, if it's okay, why I actually came to London. I was fortunate enough to buy a vase, and I know the listeners love my antique stories. Um, <laughs> Sorry. But this particular, Anne's laughing. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, you're not sorry. (laughs) It's a very, very significant vase. Slight Uh or very quick backstory. I, Christine was working from home. Yep. This elderly couple, I'd seen the photos of the vase and then I got very excited as I do, but then six months went by and, you know, I moved on. Then they wrote back and said, look, we've decided to sell the vase. The reason it took so long was that it was an very strong emotional attachment for this very, very elderly couple. And with trepidation, um, I actually went out and watched the elderly guy drive into our building, which was fucking scary. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. 
That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. And I didn't want to go upstairs because Christine was... You know, she's working on calls uh, to do with her work. And so I set up the back of the ute with a blanket and I dropped the sides down and I made it sort of into a makeshift sort of office, which they thought was peculiar. Oh, it's like a pillow fort. No. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Just, yeah. <laughs> but he, he was in his 90s. Um, his wife would have been mid-80s. They were just the most... You just wanted to hug them. They were just sweet. He was tall and sort of stooped. Um, and they, they they handed me this vase and it was really exciting. It was a lot bigger than I thought. And then we did the transaction. And as they're about to leave, the wife of the gentleman says... Oh, do you think John might like to know the story, the history of this vase? I mean, this is really, really exciting, listeners. Um, it's one of the most exciting stories that I've ever been yeah, involved in. You've got to be with. careful when you say shit like that because the story ends up being he got it from a guy who knew a guy who lived in Sussex. Like, this is okay. this had better be a cursed vase for that. This is a fucking cracker of a story. All it's, right, let's let's let us be the judge of that. Anne's here now. You're accountable. There's two of us. Okay, well, Annie's sitting there, sort of sweet. Annie, she's <laughs> I know. What, I know what she's doing with her face. I know exactly she what she's doing. Yeah, she's yeah. developing a, a tick. A tick. <laughs> um, all right, Anne. Before we tell the story, how do you rate 
the finale. I, I do think it's um, it's impressive and everyone yeah. raises an eyebrow because everyone knows about it because Dad's telling everyone from yeah. my colleagues to waiters. So, you know. <laughs> God, I'm telling waiters. Wandering, in into, wandering into the annual, like, stockholders meeting and being, hey, everyone, i got a, got a got a top shelf story about a vase. It's going to blow your mind. Paul. And they just uh, get a free podcast. Okay, Paul, I will tell you hand on heart now that we have increased our listenership, haven't we, Anne? I there. I think I tell every oh, single... Oh, th- yeah, sorry. Um, the London uh, audience will hopefully yep. be expanding by uh, maybe 25 people that Dad um, has come into contact with and chatted to, and then hopefully they'll tell their friends. Um, and he also, like, for example, quick segue, last night we were at a great restaurant and um, made friends with the sommelier, and she wrote down the podcast. So Dad's making sure that everyone gets it down, like writes it down. And right. our waiter last night, as a segue into a segue, um, <laughs> was touring Europe on in cats. And his name is um, Sebastian. Sebastian. And what a gentleman. And so um, we make... How's that a, how's that a, seg- how's that a segue? No, it's well, actually... It's no, segue, you know what it is? It's actually a step away from... Oh. The step away from... The step away from... Somebody, okay. And I, I, I'm not sure if you know this now, but somebody actually, one of our listeners, drew a diagram of Dad's storytelling method. And it has... Mm-hmm. It's like a hedge maze. It's it's all over the shop. So let's get actually, back Paul, to the... Paul, but vi- that's... Okay, what you're doing there is brilliant because... I did have a meeting with the head of um, European Ceramics at Bonhams and she was brilliant. She's Dutch and she actually did pull me back. She said, yes, John, but what about this? And she kept, which is what you do on stage, thank God. Otherwise, I mean, the audience would be so confused. Um, But, oh, Anne's gesticulating with her hand. She's becoming uh, the executive producer of Loose Units all of a sudden. Fuck me drunk. Anyway, um, so the vase. Okay, so... The elderly guy says, with some trepidation, and I think he may have even thought I wasn't that interested. He said, oh, yes. He said, my great uncle was Sir Winston Churchill's butler at Blenheim Palace. That was incredible. Then he says, that's impressive. Then he says, Mm -hmm. and Sir Winston Churchill gave my great uncle not one, but two of these vases as a gift. How's that? I mean, that's impressive. It, that, that's that's not the story. That's that's we're just that's the tip of the iceberg, Paul. Okay. Yeah. To, to segue back to one of my famous jokes, and um, <laughs> so what I had to do, I had to carry this vase. I saw an opportunity, so I contacted my accountant and said, "If I fly to London, uh-huh. uh, is this tax deductible?" And he, he said yes, which was exciting. Then I purchased the ticket, and as fate would have it, because. I guess I was just in the right place at the right time. So this picture, this vase, everyone, it's it's really big. It's it's like a baby, like a fat baby, um, but what? inanimate, without a head. Okay. <laughs> so it's nothing like a baby. No, but in size, it's like a. Oh right, you know. it's the size of a. Then you need to say it's the size of a baby, not it's like a fat baby. <laughs> Winston yeah. Churchill gave this old guy two babies. <laughs> anyway. It's but it's very impressive. And Christine helped me wrap it, and huh? we squeezed it into a bag. We tried putting it into a hard bag, but we thought it might get crushed, like just end up in pieces. So I made the momentous decision. I had to, and from a tax perspective, it was very complicated. I had to get VAT, which is a whole whole story within a story. And I got uh, oh god, Anne's 
Dan's fucking signaling me with the hands. I'm just. Yeah, it's because you're beginning to talk about the concept of tax. Like, let's, yes, but Paul, <laughs> Paul, we, I don't have Anne's, I don't have Anne assisting me when we do this. Uh, have done this for the last five years, and she's there, just subtle hand movements. <laughs> oh fuck! I'm sorry, I'll stop. Anne, I'll this stop. is the last time you're a guest on this show. Okay, I'm kidding. Thanks. Anyway, Anne, um, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you on out of spite. <laughs> so, Dad. I, I got on the plane. And I was upgraded to first class on Emirates, which is extraordinary. But I think what I'm about to say very is... Very relatable too. No, it was just so beautiful. And they had showers <laughs> on board, Paul. They had showers yeah. on board. But because I'm doing my cold showers and my Wim Hof breathing, and I oh. could possibly be the first person in the world, Anne's, Anne's just nodding. Like, no, what are you going to say? It's a Wim Hof on a plane? No, no. Ready for this? I had a cold shower on the plane. Uh And when I came out of the shower, because they've got staff there, they've got a permanent person that just looks after the showers. Mm -hmm. And I said to all the staff, there were three of them standing there, and I said, I've just had a cold shower, and you should have seen the looks on their faces. They looked so stressed, thinking that the the system had failed. And I said, Uh, no, no, no. And then I got to tell them about Wim Hof and, you know, all that sort of stuff, and... Everyone knows about loose units. That's a fact. It's hard work being dad. It's hard work being a flight steward, but nothing is worse than having a man stagger out of a cold shower and explain Wim Hof to you for twenty five minutes. I'm sorry. I'm just every every time Dad meets anyone here, like anyone, a waiter, a colleague of mine, he'll tell them about three things: Wim Hof, the yep. vase. Well, always loose units. Yeah, loose units. Yeah. Mm. So yeah. Dad's a dad's an excellent publicist. I've no, seen I him. Am. I am. Um, so, <clears throat> okay, when we arrived in Dubai, so I was in Dubai and got back on the uh, the plane, and yep. I said to the um, staff, I explained about the vase. They said to me, "We have a spare suite. These are these are self-contained rooms with like they're private rooms." And Hang on, so said, these rooms, these are the rooms at the airport or on the plane? No, on the plane. The, yeah. This is first class on the plane, first floor, right at the front, with showers and, and just, look, it's, it's indescribable. And she said, look, we have a spare suite, which just happened to be opposite mine. She said, would you like us to put the vase in, the have its own suite, basically. And they strapped it in, and the vase and I flew very happily to London. I then get off the plane, you know, I, it's, look, the whole experience is phenomenal, and the next day I went to Bonhams, got the, uh, got the black cab to the wrong address, but went in and spoke to the, the very, very busy staff there. And, and they said things like, why haven't we met you before? And I, cause I sort of was pretty full on and told them all about loose units and actually had them Googling <laughs> loose units while they were working on their big screens. And I sort of reached around and said, oh, uh, you haven't checked out loose units yet. And oh yeah. And so that was pretty full on, caught a cab to another big Bonhams place I had a meeting with the head of um, this particular department. Then this sort of professorial, well-dressed, sort of immaculately attired woman comes in and she looks at me, looks at the vase, and she says, sort of addresses the room and says, look, I've only come down to see the vase. She then, This is this serious consultant that's brought in at the highest level in Bonhams. She sits down, she embraces this bar, this vase. She actually put her head and leant on it and basically was caressing this vase as though it was i come back to my original like a mother point, embracing a baby its long lost yeah. baby and it was very beautiful to see and, and very weird and the head of the department 
was sort of observing all this. And then this lady just sort of vanished. The head of the department was very, very excited about the vase. So I think we can keep listeners abreast of the results of that. And I've been talking to Dad about his uh, his crime-related stuff for years now. Did you ever want to become uh, a police officer at any point? I didn't, but weirdly, um, a blip in my kind of career or study that nobody really knows about that I don't include on my LinkedIn profile is that I did a year of law. I studied law for a year. Oh, um, I forgot about this. This is wild. Yeah, after my master's. So, I, my, so I'm a creative producer, creative operations manager in a team um, full of designers and videographers. We're, we're kind of a brand um, team within a wider marketing team at a tech company. And um, so basically I help um, designers and videographers kind of do their job and I project manage and I love my job. But I kind of started off in, um, I was studying art history. So I did a bachelor of art history and then I did my master's in art history and French. And I thought I might go into kind of academia to do with art history. But then I just had this moment where I thought, you know what? I don't know what I've wanted up doing. I feel a bit lost. I'd done some nannying. I'd traveled around a lot and I didn't really have much direction. And for some reason I thought, okay, well, if you don't know what to do, maybe law is a good idea. That is so weird. Can you, can you imagine? Can you imagine if you'd actually pursued this to its end point and if you were a lawyer at this point? Because then we'd have, we'd have two cops, a lawyer, <laughs> a crime writer, and uh, actually Mark didn't pursue it either. So I guess maybe I'm the only one who actually wanted to become a cop at any point. Would, do you think you would have made a good lawyer? Honestly, no. <laughs> I don't agree. Oh, you don't agree? No. And I've watched Anne at work. I'm... I have been watching and listening to Anne over the last few days and A, she's highly, highly regarded by her international colleagues. Mm-hmm. Um, she's incredibly competent. She her, her job is, it's like herding goats that are all on methamphetamines <laughs> and blind. <laughs> I'm sure on, my colleagues will. On the edge wouldn't. of a cliff. No, I'm serious. It's fucking intense and it, this guy, and, this dude, we know, dude wandered into my meeting the other day and now he thinks I'm like a well, no. another guy, a French guy that I, I met yesterday, I walked yeah. in and Anne wasn't there and I introduced mm. myself and he had seen Anne and myself sitting in one of the sort of, I'd describe it as sort of a common room, beautiful, and uh, he thought I was, oh, he thought, who's this mystery, like who's this new guy that works for the company, I haven't seen him before. And then, oh, right, he and thought you were like sea level someone. He thought I was thin. someone, you know, really high up in the organisation that was maybe coming to fire him or something. He's such, you know, the staff are amazing. Yeah, and I just think that Anne, she cares a lot. That's that's what I'm sort of coming to. She and people that care a lot, and lawyers, and you know, they do care about their clients. You can't do that and not give a shit about your client. You also want to win. You yeah. absolutely can be a lawyer and not care about your client. Dan. <laughs> absolutely fucking can. No, no, um, that's true. But- that's true. I think I think I was just. Um, I was drawn to, you know, I'm quite a bookish type, I guess, and I, I, I love writing essays and I love studying and researching and kind of, I do like arguing my point. I'm quite stubborn mm-hmm. and um, in that way. So I, I don't I don't know, I, I guess I was just a bit lost and I thought, well, at least this would give me a vocation and a direction because what I was lacking by doing my graduate study and living, you know, traveling a lot and kind of floating around until my mid-20s, I thought, oh, at least it'll give me something to like, you know, put myself in some sort of box or category and that felt comforting. Um, and I actually, yeah. I got into a great um, program at Sydney Uni um, and I did a year of the 
um, Juris Doctor, which is equivalent to like two years of undergrad law. Uh, it was really intense. I loved some of it. I loved uh, the criminal law introduction. I loved torts, uh, contracts, like a few of the things I really loved, but then other things I just thought, I can't do this. It's very it's interesting, dense. isn't it? You just don't know. I mean, life's a funny thing, isn't it? It is, it is, it's very strange. And then you find yourself wanting to be a cop and 20 years later, you're not, but you are having a, having an interview with your dad and sister across the pond from London. Thank you so much for catching up, uh, Anne and dad on this very special, very strange cross continental. Does that make sense? Episode of Loose Ends. It's been an absolute delight and I'll let you both get back to London life. In the meantime, listeners have an absolutely wonderful weekend and we will see you soon for more Loose Units. Bye, everyone. Say bye-bye. Bye. Cheerio.